0: The dream of every kid that lived during the 90s was to catch Pokemon in real life. Everyone knows how big the craze became when Pokemon Red and Blue came out. There were books, toys, cards, and not long afterwards came the anime. No matter how much I played the games or spent my allowance money on Pokemon cards, I wanted to be able to catch some Pokemon in real life. Unfortunately, such actions were impossible nearly two decades later my dream to catch pokemon in real life became a reality i was on my break during my job at kroger and i received a twitter notification from my favorite youtuber called scared theater the tweet simply read pokemon go is out i brushed this off as just another spinoff i hated spin-offs, i never was a big fan of them being bored at work and still having five minutes left on my break I decided to look it up. I made the astounding discovery that this spinoff was an augmented reality game, and after watching the trailer, I couldn't contain my excitement. After downloading it, I went through the process of signing up, and not too long after that, I caught my first Pokemon, which was actually a Charmander, a memory that will stick with me forever. When I got back to work, I noticed that the night wasn't that busy. It seemed like we got a customer every 30 minutes. Needless to say, it got pretty boring. What's that on your phone boy? Said my coworker. Oh, this? Nothing, just the Pokemon app. It just came out. Been waiting for something like this to come out for almost 20 years. Do you know about this old timer? Pokemon? You talking about that Pokemon? That's the devil's game. It gonna take your soul. Best stop messing with that witchcraft bullshit, young blood. You still going to church? yeah yeah i am i slowly walked away from my co-worker who was probably too old to even truly know what pokemon was ten minutes before my shift was over i received a text message from my friend jody jody was a girl that i met during my time in alcoholics anonymous our stories were nearly the same we both grew up in homes with alcoholic parents who pretty much paid us barely any attention since we had so many similarities We stuck together during our whole time there. Jodi had lost her boyfriend because of her drinking problem, and I lost my fiance for the same reason. After every meeting, we would go and get ice cream at the Dairy Queen down the street. We called them victory outings. You're probably wondering if I like her or not, and the answer to that is yes. Getting closer to her, however, has been pretty difficult. The friend zone isn't such a great place to be in when most of your time is spent hanging with one girl. Not to mention, my severe drinking problem, combined with my fallout with my fiance, has caused me to go into depression. Jody was the only girl I could talk to about my feelings, and she was pretty much the only friend that understood me. She was 20 years old, had red hair, and had a smile that was unforgettable. That Japanese cherry blossom scent she wore when she passed made Alcoholics Anonymous feel like heaven. I must admit, she made it a lot easier to get through those damn classes. After a couple of weeks of being in the friend zone, I tried making a move on her during one of our victory outings. So, I've been wanting to to tell you something, but I'm a little shy to say it. She had a look on her face as if she knew what I was about to say. "'I was wondering if you maybe want to go out, like, you know, go out for real, on a date sometime.' She began laughing, covering her mouth with the cup of ice cream she had. "'Well, at least say something,' I said. "'Mike, I really like you as a friend and all, but I don't think I'm ready for another relationship.' I really like what we got going on now, you know, as as close friends, said Jody. My heart felt broken, but I was a bit relieved to get what I wanted to say off my chest. Maybe one day I would tell myself, maybe one day this special lady can be mine. Fast forward six months, and I'm still waiting for that to happen. I saw that the text message was from her, and it partially said, What you doing tonight? as it popped up on my phone. All I can think of was that this could potentially be the night that we finally start something. But hell, I said that about the last 30 times we have hung out, but maybe this time could be more special. We have been close for the last 7 months, and it's been a long time since her and I have both had a relationship. We are way past those long nights of her crying about her dumbass ex-boyfriend. The most she talks about these days are Groupon deals and cool dessert places. Only a girl who wants to date talks about these kinds of things. I quickly tapped her name on my phone as it popped up. What you doing tonight? I'm bored, said Jody. Nothing. Just downloaded the Pokemon Go app. May want to try it out tonight. Oh shit, I got it too. It's so cool, I love this. Have you got any Pokemon? Well, I got Charmander... I just got in not too long ago, and I'm about to be off work. That's dope. I was on Reddit earlier, and I came across this forum that was planning on a huge Pokemon hunt out in Cherokee and Seneca Park, and I was wondering if you'd like to meet up there. Yes, yes I would, I said, nearly jumping with glee. I knew this would be my chance. I could just feel it. I was happier than a tornado in a trailer park. So what time does it start? Starts at 9.30, replied Jody. Oh, that's soon. My shift is about to end, and it won't take me too long to go get ready at home, so I should be able to make it. I might be a little late, though. Oh, no worries. I'll meet you there. I can't wait to see you. Same here. After that closing statement, the text messages ended. My moment was spoiled by an old lady who cleared her throat behind me. <clears> throat> i like to buy some condoms." She complained. Hmm, aren't you a bit holed for that? "No, nah, I'm just, oh shit, I said as I turned back to the cashier. Um, excuse me bitch, I'm only 38 years old, have some fucking respect. Oh, I'm sorry ma'am, it's on aisle 12, I thought you was my coworker, please excuse me. My coworker <laughs> laughed at my dumb response, and I pulled out my phone to check the time, failing to realize the old sounding lady was still staring at me as she walked away. "'You millennials wouldn't last a day without your phones,' the old lady growled. "'I'm sorry about the phone. I'm I'm just trying to—' "'You're going to be. I'm going to talk to your boss tomorrow when I come back to grab my medicine.' The old woman slammed a $5 bill on the scanner and snatched her condoms out of my hand and proceeded to make her way out of the store. "'Bitch,' I mumbled as I watched her leave. I looked at my phone and saw that it was the end of my shift, so I clocked out and walked to my car. When I got in, I took a deep breath, put the key in the ignition, and left. I began thinking to myself, I was about to go to the park in the middle of the night to play Pokemon Go, a game I downloaded only an hour before. Where we were meeting, was not going to be some type of event that had security and police cars roaming around. I certainly felt like the event sounded sketchy, but it wasn't like I was going alone. I didn't want to disappoint Jody, so I just went with it. I figured teenagers and young adults would probably pack the event, so why be so afraid? I began to head home. Shortly into my drive, I received a call from Jody. I answered the phone and put her on speaker. I just wanted to tell you exactly where I'm going to go in the park. By Seneca Park, right? Yeah, but you probably won't find me by just going into the park. I'm on the corner of Pee Wee Reese Road and Seneca Park Road. That's a better meeting spot. Okay, I'm gonna go change in my house. I'll just stick the GPS in when I'm on my way, I told her. I had no idea where she was talking about. I'm not an outside person, so you won't find me taking walks in the park, especially this late at night. I quickly hopped out of my car. Once I reached my house, as I got to the front door, I realized I left my phone in the car. Oh well, I'll be quick, I thought to myself. I lived with my mom and my little annoying brother, who would always ask me questions every five minutes. I opened the door to see my little brother, holding back his nostrils with his finger as he tried to blow boogers towards me. Stanley, what the fuck? I shoved him away and quickly walked to my room towards the back of the house, remembering the small amount of time I had. Where are you going, Mike? Go away, none of your fucking business. Can I go with you? Please, pretty please? No, it's not safe. Go to sleep. It's your bedtime. Boy, my brother can be annoying, but he may have reminded me how sketchy this park was going to be, and I really needed to think. I quickly went inside my shoebox in a closet and grabbed my taser gun. I needed to have some type of protection in case shit went south. I got ready and headed out with the taser gun tucked in my waist. When I got back into my car, my screen said two missed calls from Jody and a text message. Hurry please Mike there. And that's all the text message read. What the fuck? Why didn't she leave a voicemail? I said to myself. I texted her back. What? And called. The phone kept ringing and ringing to no avail. About three text messages later, and five calls, I was already right by the park. When I drove into Seneca Park, the place was a ghost town damn near. Barely any light shined in the park, the most I could see were a few teenagers with their face lit up by their phone screens. I was nervous, as Jody had never done this, maybe I fucked up by coming late. Maybe she doesn't like me anymore. I was desperately scanning the park for any signs of Jody as I nearly crashed into some kids. Hey, watch where you're going, you idiot, said one of the kids. Why the hell are you guys in the middle of the road, I yelled back. We're trying to catch Pokemon, bitch, said another kid. Well, you need to pokey that ass to the sidewalk, I yelled back and swerved around the kids. I drove away thinking to myself how stupid I was to argue with those kids. I might run into them later while with Jody, and I don't see that going good. As I drove, things began to get a little more unsettling. All I could see were my headlights and the road right in front of me, along with the moon being cut off by the multiple trees I passed. Everything else was dark. Too dark. Where the hell are these streetlights? lights? expect people to see around here i said to myself i breathed a sigh of relief when i finally came across more street lights under one of those lights was my friend jody as well as a couple of other guys my heart sunk as i saw this maybe that was her ex or something but no i was thinking ridiculous they were tall and muscular and dressed like club bouncers i didn't want to write them off as total creeps since I'm sure anybody could play Pokemon Go, but this didn't really feel right. Jody was a very expressive person that seemed to get along with everyone and could probably come off as a total flirt, but two guys that looked this big and a hot chick in a park at 9.45 p.m. with no one else around gave me nothing but red flags. What are these two guys doing out in a place like this? I asked myself. That's when one of them reached out and groped Jody. I could hear her yelling got down to stop, but all they did was laugh and do it some more. <laughs> I was angry. I wanted to go over there and beat the crap out of both of them, but then I looked at my small frame. I knew that wasn't an option. I'm 5'10 and weigh 165 pounds. One punch from one of them would probably send me flying back to those little Pokemon bastards I almost hit. These guys looked to be at least 6'3", and were built like bodybuilders. That's when I remembered the taser gun I had brought. The taser gun I had looked exactly like a pistol, and was pretty much my only option. I had to act fast, and the adrenaline was definitely pumping through my veins. Maybe they'll think it's a pistol. All I had to do was threaten them with it, and rescue Jody. Simple, right? I opened the car door as my heart started racing. The adrenaline I had was overwhelming. As I put my leg out of the car, I felt my knees shaking. I couldn't even stand up. It was like a pressure pushing me back down to the seat. I pulled myself together and started approaching them. Oh, look at this princess motherfucker. What's up, Holmes? You got a problem? She's taken. Just move it along. I pulled out the taser gun from my waist as I felt the sweat on my trigger finger, Jody began to scream as she recognized me. Mike, that's hard to- Shut the fuck Her statement ended as one of the guys smacked her in the face. Let her go. Well, I'll blast you, bitch. Where you get that line, that say. Look like you've been playing too much Grand Theft Auto, eh? I'm not fucking playing. This gun is fully loaded. Now i mind unloading these rounds. Oh, we got a tough fucker. ha <laughs> ha. You really mad enough to shoot me, huh? Well, here I am, you neck guy. The guy said as he spit on the ground towards me. Jody was on the ground crying with the other guy on top of her, and I was nearly shitting myself. I just stood there with the gun aimed towards his head. As my knees began to feel weak, he began to walk closer. Back up! Don't make me do it! Don't fucking make me do it! The guy kept walking closer, so I had no choice. I hit the trigger. I tased the shit out of the guy, and as soon as I was about to tase the other guy, he had his knife on Jody's neck. Tiny local, you straight, ass, say? He said towards the other guy. You fucking bitch. We're gonna have a little party tonight, chica, thanks to your little fucking friend. This fucking white boy done fucked up, eh? Leave her alone. She's underage. I lied to make them feel bad oh is she really she don't look like it i say she's grown homes you should have never came over here fucking with the snakes as soon as he said that a white van pulled right in back of me i quickly turned around and saw a logo on the van that belonged to a carpet business named Mel's carpentry with the big smiley face on it after noticing the logo a small guy popped out of the van door and i felt the blow of a baseball bat on my head Last thing I remember was a scream of Jody Mah!